The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, lots of you would have seen this piece by Willie O'Dea. Uh, the Fianna Fáil TD in the Irish Independent uh, yesterday criticising the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, uh, for several things, amongst them playing to the woke gallery, he said, instead of doing what the public want and to focus more on delivering safe streets. So less time on hate speech legislation, more time on dealing with um, so-called antisocial behaviour and other issues was essentially um, the uh, issue that uh, Willie O'Dea wanted to raise. Uh, Pat Leahy is with me. Uh, Dr Pat Leahy is a former Garda Assistant Commissioner. Uh, was he right, Pat? Hiya, Kieran. Well, look, first and foremost, it's not uh, an, an if or not situation. So look, it's not having one and not having the other. The situation uh, in terms of hate crime in Ireland is long overdue and we're out of step with other countries in relation to this. And when we look at what has taken place over the last couple of decades, our communities are changing. Ireland is changing and it's changing along with the rest of Europe and indeed the rest of the world. And we have to keep up with that. So the Minister is absolutely right in in what she's doing and in fairness to the Minister, she has made some significant changes uh, over the last uh, while. So look, it's not an either-or situation here. You you, you look for both. Mm. And uh, in fairness, look, he's right in something that um, antisocial behaviour and crime and criminality on the streets has to be addressed. So visibility, policing and guarded visibility has to be taken as a really, really important okay. aspect of policing. But look, specialisation has been eating into that for decades, not unique to Ireland. This has happened all across Europe, in fact, across the world. So look, people are fighting for resources at various different times for different types of policing. Well, um, let me ask you then, if it's not either or and, and both have to be on the priority list uh, for government, for the Department of Justice and for Gardaí, let me ask you then about them separately. Let me ask about the, the hate speech legislation. When you say we're, we're out of step with other jurisdictions, other European countries, in, in what way, in terms of policing, what needs to change there? Well, we haven't had uh, clear, definitive legislation in relation to hate speech uh, up to now. So we're really only defining it for the first time in a usable way. Uh, So it needed to be put into legislation. People needed, in particular the police, needed to have a very clear understanding of the rules of the game in terms of dealing with hate speech. And that's what is, is coming now. Uh, and unfortunately, as I say, look, we've been out of step with other countries in relation to this where they already have such legislation. Mm. So, look, it's something that's absolutely necessary and it's good to see it coming. On the other hand, as I say, you have to address what's happening in front of our eyes on the streets as well. And what do Gardaí want to happen? What changes that would they like to see to help them do that? to address the problems we see in front of our face. I mentioned antisocial behaviour, you know, keep kind of ramping things up and let's talk about kind of physical assaults, the type of things that are getting a lot of headlines. Well, look, huge changes have taken place in recent years. I suppose one of the most uh, key elements of it for me that has stood out over, over the last while is the Commission on the Future of Policing in Ireland called out on Garda Síochána when I was a member myself at the time uh, and told us, look, that the view that we have of ourselves in terms of policing is not reflected in our actions and our activities on the ground. And what they were saying to us was, you call yourself a community-oriented uh, police service, mm. but in fact, you're delivering a traditional police uh, service like everybody else. So if you're calling yourself one thing, but your actions say something else. 
But what the community sorry, sorry, has been uh, yeah, trying Pat, for... What, what, do, what does that mean? For people listening who don't well, know what you're talking about, what's the difference between a traditional model and the community model? Well, the community model is where guards are embedded in communities. They're known by uh, communities. They know their own communities. They'll be living in the vicinity themselves, so they're subject to their own decisions. They have to live, and their families have to live with their own decisions in terms of policing. But you actually give the community that you're working in a say in how policing is done around here. Now, it has been heralded for decades now as being the way to police. This is the future of policing. But unfortunately, it has been introduced as small strategies here and there, as opposed to a change in philosophy as to how we actually underpin our, our policing model. And if our, our policing model is underpinned by a community orientation, you would see far more people on the beat. Uh, the people that are living in communities would know their guards and they wouldn't be telling you that it, it used to be like this 20 years ago, but it's gone now. So you have to backtrack a little bit. There's a discourse required about what we want for the future now in terms of community policing. And I would, I would make it that narrow because it's after being lost in the rhetoric, again, not unique to Ireland. It's well written about that uh, community policing is more rhetoric than reality. And that is what the Commission called out for Angarashi Kana as well when it uh, published its own report. So what, m- m- more stations and more communities reopened, more Gardaí on, on the beat, more officers in uniform visible to communities? Is, are they all the things you're talking about? Uh, 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 yes, all of the above. Um, some of the, I suppose, the, the stations that we closed in the past, some rural stations, which look, it's only my own personal opinion, I think it was a mistake to do that. We had real embedded community policing in areas, and uh, we withdrew from those. Even though that communities were begging us to stay, we were saying, no, we'll give you a better service. And look, unfortunately, like has happened in many other countries, it wasn't an improvement in terms of being down, working, engaging with and meeting communities on a daily basis. And we do have to review this. We have to have a look and say, OK, look, what's best for our communities? Mm. What do our people want from us? And like since Adam was a boy, they're saying we want to see our guard, we want to see our uniformed officers on the beat, and that's a challenge with the level of specialisation that's required. Some of it coming from the introduction of yeah. the internet, etc., and social media, and that's like so. I mean, look, it's nobody's fault. But we are where we are at the moment and it probably needs to be reviewed again. Well, listen, we have another Adam uh, with us. Adam Long is board director at the National LGBT Federation. Uh, Adam, you're welcome to the show. I think people can take it as read. You'd, you'd disagree with Willie O'Dea and you'd agree with Pat uh, that, that we need to update policing policies and legislation when it comes to hate crimes. But maybe just set out the reason why. Yes, absolutely. And uh, good evening, Kieran. And uh, yes, I, I entirely agree with, with Dr. Lee. I mean, it's not an either or situation. Government is more than capable with, with dealing with more than one issue at a time. Um, and I think to glibly refer to an issue as serious as hate crime, and we know it's on the rise. Uh, it's certainly on the rise. That's what the official figures tell us. And it's also what, what victims are saying. Um, I think it does a disservice to the issue, uh, quite frankly. Um, and I would agree with one of your presenters this morning, you know, when you introduce a term like woke or woke gallery, um, I think that doesn't, I think that it kind of belittles the debate. Um, and I think to set up two, you know, to set up kind of victims against each other um, is dis- disingenuous at best. So uh, moving on from that, um, yes, I think in terms of the issue at hand, certainly we've been advocating for um, hate offences legislation for, for quite some time now. Um, and there's nothing radical here, Kieran. Um, you know, as I've spoken to you before, what well, there's two 
elements to this very important uh, piece of legislation. Firstly, we have hate crimes. And as Dr. Lee has, has quite rightly outlined there, we are actually laggards in that respect. We're outliers. We're one of the last in the Western world to introduce hate crime legislation. And in fact, we're also required to do so because the um, the victims, the uh, European Victims' Rights Directive, um, there's a requirement in all member states to adequately deal with hate crimes. So that's part of the impetus as well as to why we're introducing the law. Um, so I think that's very important. And, as, and when we don't have hate crime legislation, we are actually um, there's a lack of protection for, for victims, and we know that. Mm. Um, and then the other part of it is to do with the um, incitement to hatred, hate speech, as it's called. And again, we're not doing anything radical in that respect. I think there's been a lot of misinformation, unfortunately, um, that's, that, that's been attached to that element of the bill. But again, what, what we're seeking to do there, and certainly what the, the, um, the, uh, we're calling for and our colleagues kind of more broadly within the, you know, the groups that represent minority communities, yeah. is that we have a law that's effective. So we have actually we already have hate speech legislation. It dates to 1989. But as criminal justice practitioners will tell you, as victims will tell you, it's wholly ineffective. You know, it's outdated. And most importantly, it doesn't take account of the online space. So, you know, this yeah. legislation is nothing radical. It's actually long overdue. Well, listen, uh, Adam, we appreciate you explaining all of that so clearly uh, for us. Uh, and thank you for your time. Thank you as well to Pat. Adam Long is a board director at the National LGBT Federation. And Dr. Pat Lee, he is a former Garda assistant a commissioner. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.